If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to an extremely very special episode of the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast. I am your host, Emily Rose, and I'm here with a very special guest. Me, Sammy, Sammy P. P. Yeah, not a guest. Who are we kidding here? She is. She is the moment. Yeah, I'm like a long distance roommate, and I could not be more excited for our spooktacular today. Me too. Ah, ah. So excited! Oh, it feels like our whole lives have been leading up to this. Absolutely. One of our favorite films, uh, Comfort Watch, um, Emily's first step into the horror genre, really. Yeah. It, no, it really was. It, it opened up the door to so many, so many good horror movies um, for this most scared person, me. It's nice to be alive in this time for the reason that it's a huge horror renaissance. Like, you know, there's lots of downsides to being alive in this time. And there's some upsides, including how great how many horror auteurs we have working we've got robert eggers jordan peele yeah and ari aster Mm -hmm. yeah a trifecta i know i i was thinking about it and i think it's because i hadn't really seen a lot of horror movies growing up and then the few i had were just the various like saw installments like they would just be playing at people's houses in high school and Mm -hmm. so i just thought horror movies were like egregious violence you know, with no real purpose. It goes through flop eras and resurgence eras. Like 
the 70s was a great time for horror and then there was some flopness towards late 80s early 90s like the slashers had kind of gotten a bit stale but they hadn't quite stepped into like the scream era of like postmodern horror where you're trying to do something deep and it wasn't like 70s like ultra gritty downbeat mm-hmm. like satanic stuff anymore but like now there's horror movies that are working on like 20 levels at at once yeah and if you're listening and if you are a big Freddy cat like me just know that there are some movies that you can watch that it'll be okay like it's so worth it and it, it's just they're really like really this is a rom-com if you <laughs> look at it uh, objectively it's a rom-com if you want it <laughs> It's a summer blockbuster. It's, it's, yeah, it's a fun girl power kind of film. Yeah. Um, and you only okay. have to see like a few entrails and brains to get yeah, there. A little, little smashy, smashy, but it's like, it's a long movie. That's a brief moment. Um, but yeah, we're going to get into it. I just want to say before we dive in that this week on the Patreon, because it is a spectacular week, we're going to be reviewing Pearl. We asked everyone on Instagram to vote and you guys, well, everyone, <laughs> most people voted for Midsommar. I don't know if that's because they either wanted to hear it or they just know that we cannot stop talking about it. And so they wanted to just maybe like close the loop. Um, but Pearl came in second. We're going to be reviewing Pearl. Um, and speaking of the Patreon, if you want to support us and hear us yim yammer on and chit chat with the girls, we do an extra episode there every week. Uh, you can find it at patreon.com slash it's become a whole thing and you get weekly episodes, you get to join the discord chat. It's actually amazing. Yeah, it slays. We're really funny. Um, yeah. And if you want to support us for free, you can rate the podcast five stars or just download the episode. Just hit the little down arrow thing. Hit it. That's it. That's really, that's it. That's all. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> Great <laughs> contribution. Um, I was going to say, follow me on Instagram. If you want to see my Megan costume, I actually don't know if I'm going to post it. I'm working on my choreography. I don't know if it's going to be up to par. I've seen so many drag queens do Megan so fantastically that I don't know like if I can live up to Emily, that. Emily, you can't don't even compare yourself against professional working dancer drag queens. Like you're not competing with them. This is not about that. You're not going on stage. This is just for fun. It's just for friends. And wherever you're at with your Megan choreography is just right. Okay, I think yeah, it's more of a feeling, and I yes, yeah. and you um, have that little demon doll inside you. I kind of am a demon doll when it really comes down to it, <laughs> like a little demonic doll just waiting in a dark room for you to turn the lights on. I'm like, hello. You do yeah. kind of get that look sometimes <laughs> with your eyes. Being I sometimes. do, yeah. <laughs> and people say that, people tell me that, and that. That used to upset me, and now I use it to my advantage to instill fear in people. It's great. That's that's so powerful and feminist of you, which really wraps back around to our film today. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it does. I discovered, okay, so I discovered this movie the same way that I discover all 
things that I watch that I enjoy, which is that you tell me to watch it. Um, I just say, okay, I'll watch it to placate you. And then I make no plans to watch it. And then you tell me like 10 more times to watch it. And then I do. And then it becomes my whole personality. Well, I literally came over to your apartment and basically like tied you down to a chair and brought it over on a flash drive and put it into the TV and put it on and sat there with you and watched you watch it. So like you I could not orange me. You clockwork <laughs> yes. orange me into watching this movie. I could not have done any more I tried as hard as I could. And it was worth it because now we get to kiki about it all the time. And you got your whole staff involved with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah th- i know this didn't come out that long ago but it, it, as far as where we've come it's kind of a lifetime ago because at the time i was working as one of the managers of the government weed store and i made it required viewing for my whole staff <laughs> i put it in the training manual <laughs> <laughs> for bc cannabis stores no um i did make them all watch it though like i not the way that you came over like i didn't go to their house no uh, make it that's weird. overstepping when you're the boss yeah <laughs> i did everything below that um and you and... said you would, you would signal them <laughs> with the hands <laughs> no they they started doing that they oh. started do- they started doing the signal or or like when we had a bad customer like they'd lean over and be like get the bear suit <laughs> We're going to be talking, I have a whole bunch of Easter eggs that are in the movie. We're going to be talking about themes and symbolism and all that good stuff. But first we need to go back to our roots and talk about when this came out, June 18th, 2019. The Billboard charts of the time set really set the stage for a horror movie. Number five was Me by Taylor Swift featuring Brendan Urie. Uh, number four, Sucker by the Jonas Brothers. Number three, No Guidance by Chris Brown, featuring Drake. Seven Rings by Ariana Grande. And then number one, Old Town Road with Lil, by Lil Nas X, featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. Wow. <sighs> yeah. Who I need to congratulate Billy Ray Cyrus on his recent nuptials to his wife, Fire Rose. Yes. Blessings to him and his child bride. Um, yeah. 30 years his junior. If anyone is new to like him and his new wife, uh, Fire Rose is all one word. We're pretty sure she's AI. We haven't had confirmation otherwise. We'll keep you posted. Yeah. And something's happened that's divided their family. We'll probably... F- <laughs> probably I'm dating a 30-year younger AI person named Fire Rose. Yeah, I know. But like, I don't it's think it's- that half his kids are like on Team Billy Ray and half his kids are like on Team... Tish, Trish, Tish. Um, I don't know. Is it their anyway. dad's being creepy and weird, and half of them are like, we don't want to deal, and the other half are like, all right, I guess we'll just suck it up. I know. I just hate to see that Noah and Miley are feuding. I pray that the the girls find their way back to each other. And yeah, blessings to Fire Rose. Hope she gets out. But of that's there. not. Yeah, yeah. Blessings to all of them. But that's not what this is about. This is about right and where we were at, where we were at in 2019. Like it was post-Trump, pre-pandemic, very uncertain time. A lot of dread, a lot of heavy dread hanging in the air. Foreshadowing. A lot of foreshadowing. This movie is heavy with both doom, foreshadowing vibes, and like. And 2019 in the world, I feel like was foreshadowing for 2020. Yeah. Not okay. Listeners, 
in case anyone's new here, one of the reasons why, Sammy, why you dragged me into watching this was because in 2019, I had a breakup with someone who looks identical to the main dude of the film, Christian. And you were in your Danny phase for sure. Like still, never been more in my Danny phase. Talk about foreshadowing. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I, she is my inspo through this whole dead parent journey. <sighs> yeah. We'll, we'll try not to get, we'll try not to get too dark. It no, is a very dark good. movie. <laughs> Listen, mama, we're getting, dark. I'm smiling. Okay. I'm, I'm thriving. Like, if, Great. if life if life hits you hard, just throw a flower crown on, straighten <laughs> out that flower crown, and keep going, Queen. Let's let's kick it off. Do you want to set the stage? Samantha? Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm ready. So, am I too so, hype for you? No, no, you're just moment? hype enough. You're just hype enough. Um, and luckily, I have a shot by shot um note. So, like, we're obviously going to be giving spoilers here. We're going to be laying it all out. I pray that you've all watched it. Um, but if you can't, we'll take you through it anyway. So the opening shot is a beautiful embroidered tapestry that reveals the whole story we're about to see in different panels, different acts. And then then suddenly we're in the snowy mountains of Sweden hearing eerie singing and it's dark and it's quiet and it's winter. And then flash, it's still winter, but we're in America now. We're in a suburban street and we see... Danny leaving a message for her parents on their voicemail because she got a really scary email from her sister and she's worried. And we see the parents in bed. They appear to be sleeping. And we also see the email that says, Dear Danny, I can't take it anymore. Everything's black. Mom and dad are coming too. Goodbye. So Flo Pugh is already acting the house down boots. She absolutely eats and leaves no crumbs in this movie. This was like a huge breakout role for her. She absolutely slays. The fact that she didn't get an Oscar nomination, this movie actually got no Oscar nominations, which is yeah. enough reason to dismiss them altogether. But anyway, so she's just like stressed as fuck. She's trying to reach her boyfriend. He's ignoring her calls. She finally gets him on the line and he's like, hey, babe, like I'm just out with the boys, smoking some resin, getting a pizza. And she's like, oh, well, do you think you'll come over later? Like you said. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I could swing by. And you can just tell that she's just trying not to be needy, trying not to ask too much, but like desperately needs his support and love. And he's such a dick. But okay. On the note of him being a dick and also on the note of quality acting, all the men in this movie do such great acting because I think it's easy to play a villain, like in a kind of cartoonish way where it's like, they're overtly just, you know, like, uh, a murderer and they're really bad and it, big bold actions but everyone in this movie for all the men it's such subtle gaslighting yeah. it's both overt but there's a lot of subtle unsaid things that i think that's why it's so triggering to watch but also mm-hmm. so cathartic totally and they do such a good job of that yeah exactly he's not like evil at all he's like yeah yeah i'll come by babe but like he's just distant and he's like pulling away and the more he pulls away the more she tries to like pull him close and his friends are very believable, dickish guys. They're all just like, bro, she's calling you so much, bro. That's abuse. Bruh, you got to break up with her. But they're also like intellectualizing. So they're all these anthropology douchebags, which it's a specific type of douchebag. This like, I care about other cultures. I'm just really worldly. So you wouldn't know about that. That's 
that's their energy. And they're all uh, master's students and they're focusing on, they're trying to hone in on their PhD, which will come into play later. Yeah, they're all doing their PhDs, but Christian, her boyfriend, doesn't know what his topic is yet. He's kind of lost. And so anyway, so she's like, my sister said this email and I'm really scared this time. And he's just like, everything's probably fine. Oh my gosh, she only does this because you let her, babe. Like, it's just another desperate ploy to get your attention. And he's just like sighing. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're right, you're right. And um, then calls her friend. It seems like she doesn't have many friends at college where she is. She's like only got like the one girlfriend on the phone to like check yeah. in with. And she's and she's presenting it as if she's being too much and trying to not push him away. Because you, you see right away they've been together for a while and they're on thin ice. So at first this film was critically acclaimed, but it was also divisive with audiences. So we're coming at it from the half of the audience that's on her side. But a lot of people came away from this more on Christian's side. I'm not going to play devil's advocate, but I will say that when a long-term relationship is falling apart, it's not cute. And it does look a lot like this. Absolutely. And there is, there is a way to sympathize with Christian. And one of my friends watched it and then he was like, oh my God, I felt so bad for him. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, what, what are you talking about? And he was like, well, you know, he just, he, he had no way out. Like he felt so trapped, but she was so needy. He just couldn't get out. He couldn't get away. And then he's there against his will and doing all the stuff against his will. And it's like, you know, it's, it's hard to have like no autonomy, but like, obviously we sympathize with her and Ari Aster wrote it and directed it putting himself in her shoes so like the sympathy is with Danny but yeah he doesn't like Christian is very layered as well and he's Mm -hmm. got his own struggles but um yeah the friend is trying to support her and she's just like I know he's working up the nerve to break up with me and I have so much baggage he doesn't want that and she's like taking her out of Anne and the friend's just like if he can't support you he's not the right guy well so then we we cut to a shot that confronts Danny's worst fears come true in the most vivid way. And this is the first time where you see the device of music and how an just audio and how well it's used. It's like, it's piercing violin, but not in a stereotypical way. Ari Aster does this really well also in Hereditary, but it's just this screeching music and we see that the sister who they'd mentioned struggled with a lot of untreated mental illness had really had taken herself out and the parents. She had, she had taped two garden hoses to the car's exhaust and put it into her parents' room and taped it to herself and they're all dead. And the firefighters are coming in and dealing with this. And we see how Danny finds out about this through just through Christian we get we see him get a call and it's just her screaming and and that's where you see him like this is the one moment where I'll empathize with him where he was wanting to end things and then he's like oh shit her whole family's dead like obviously I can't break up with her now yeah like you can't you really can't um after someone's entire family was just murder-suicided. 
So in that sense, he is trapped. But he was a dick before this, and he's a dick after this, yeah. I think. So he like That's why I when, said the one moment. <laughs> I know, I know. But, for me. but he acts like when he walks over there and his face is just like in disbelief. It's like you do empathize with him. But like when he's with his friends in the pizza place and they're like, You should just dump her, you she's too much work, like you could be fucking other girls instead. And we get a little bit of foreshadowing from Pele. Christian's Swedish Swedish friend who says that like think of all the Swedish girls you could be impregnating in June so a little easter egg there and also this is the first time we hear that he has this trip planned to Sweden in June and Danny has no idea about it yeah and so so we cut to six months later and well first we get the scene of Danny just wailing like the first oh yeah there's a lot of wailing in this movie and so she yeah. she's just like making this terrifying sound and christian's just holding her and he's like so out of his depth like she was already on the edge of the cliff and now she's off of it the worst thing that could happen happened and she's not gonna let go of him like she needs him now so yeah six months later it's springtime you hear the birds chirping she's still in bed and she's like He's like, hey, babe, I'm just going to this party just for like 45 minutes. But you just stay here. You stay here. And she's like, no, I, I want to go. Like, I should go. Like, and he's like, no, no, I don't think you got enough sleep. And she's like, I'm going to come to the party. And then we and get some more some more foreshadow imagery. She's curled up in bed uh, beneath a poster of a bear and a queen. Yeah, which, a bear and a, a girl wearing a flower crown. Which foretell of some of the fates. Oh, actually, one Easter egg that I forgot was when you see by her parents, this is really quick, but when you see by her parents' bedside, um, there's a photo of her and the picture frame is covered in flowers. So just a little. Yes, sure, her destiny, it's coming for her. Um, So yeah, she goes to the party and the audio is like, she's underwater. She's just, you know, still so deeply grieving and disassociated queen yeah and his friend she overhears his friends drop that they're heading to sweden in two weeks for a month and a half and he hasn't told her and she just handles this so sweetly and softly like you know she's just so she tries to just not be troublesome at all she waits until they're back home to even say something and then she's like they have that whole scene where she, her back's against the door and he's sitting in the chair, but he's reflected in that mirror. So they're like in two separate worlds. And she's just like, why didn't you tell me that you have a ticket? And he's just gaslighting her. Like he is. And to anyone who's like been in a relationship like that, it's, it's pretty much, it's more triggering almost to see her having to shrink herself and try to be sweet and just navigate through all the gaslighting than watching her family die. I know. I know. This this whole scene, like, is just genius level shit with the way it's staged and she goes from being on the right side of the frame to the left where she's, like, pulling him to try and stay and he's just staring at the door and she's like, she's I was just, gonna tell you. I was gonna tell yeah, you. I know. And it goes from her confronting him and him just lying, and then 
him being like, you know what? I should just leave. I feel attacked. And she's like, no, no, no. Then I'm sorry. And like just pulling him to stay with her. And he wants out so bad. But I guess he eventually like determines that he has to invite her and has to break that to his friends. And well, yeah, because mostly because there's just no way of uninviting her because they yeah. it gets brought up and they're like, you wouldn't want to go. And she's like, no, that sounds interesting. Like, what is this? And she has nothing else going for her. Yeah, like and these exactly. It would have been really kind to just actually invite her instead of doing it in this backhanded way. And then he goes to his friends and he's like, make it sound like you wanted her to come, though. OK, like just so you guys know, like I said that you told her that she's welcome to come. And then you just feel so bad for her because you feel like they're just like laughing at her behind her back for no reason. She's such a nice girl. Like, and you have to be desperate to want to go on this Euro trip with your asshole boyfriend and his four asshole friends. Yes. Clearly don't like you. But yeah, I, oh, I get that. I know it's, it's very chilling. It's, it's too real. Like, you know, we, we've all been there and we get the scene of, She's with his friends and she gets some one-on-one time with Pele and he's like talking to her and she's, and Danny reveals that the day they're arriving in Sweden is her birthday. (laughs) And I was like, not, not her boyfriend planning this whole trip behind her back on her birthday to get some action. And you know what flashed into my mind? Tom Sandoval and the bulldozers. (laughs) This is... (laughs) Like, Ari Aster could have directed that episode of Vanderbilt Rules. (laughs) Yeah. All roads for us lead to two directions, either Midsommar or Vanderpump Rules, two cinematic masterpieces. And yeah, if, look, even if you have not watched Vanderpump Rules, you don't care your overall Vanderpump mania that happened this year, watch the scene of Tom telling Ariana that he'll always be there for her, um, but that he, because, you know, her, her dad died and it makes she gets sad on her birthday and he will never leave her except this one time he will be leaving her tomorrow because there's bulldozers that are going to crush it. Yeah. And that's something you just can't miss. So when she's talking to <laughs> I Pelle, cried. I cried. I cried the first time I watched that scene when I know just it, out of like love when he was saying that I'll, he'll always be there and she was pouring out her heart about her dad. dad. I was I was crying. And then oh, I it know. just like it's like a record scratch. Yes, it, it's. That is a moment of TV that could never be replicated or written. Like, it was perfect. No. Um, so, back to this. Back. <laughs> yeah. So, Pele saying, you're going to get to go to my commune and we're going to do this dying day festival. And he shows her some pics of the May Queens and then... This is the first glimpse of kindness we see from any of the guys towards her. He's just like, I want to tell you personally that I'm so sorry about your loss. And I lost my parents, too. So, like, I do understand. But she, you know, she's just just burst into tears and has to run to the bathroom. And then yeah. smash cut. We're on he's the doing, airplane. He's doing the the murder cult version of like, hey, girl, <laughs> I can't wait to catch up since high school. I've been thinking about you anyway. Like got a great opportunity for you he's laying the groundwork for it yeah he's he's grooming her starting now being like listen Mm -hmm. i'm the nice one i'm someone you can trust i'm empathetic i care about you i'm gonna be gentle with you i'm going to be kind to you um and she's so desperate for it that like you know she she warms up to him she she can tell obviously he has a crush on her but 
just grateful for the kindness. Um, so yeah, so we get the disorienting cut to her being now in the airplane bathroom. She's in her sweats. She's a mess. She's just like in a haze. She's in her depression glam. And I think a lot in movies and shows, when you see someone who's depressed, they're like on the sofa with a bunch of tissues piled up, you know, like a lot of the time it is so much more subtle where it's this look where she's just in sweatpants and in a shirt. They're not particularly dirty, but you can just tell she's been wearing them for a couple days at least. Yeah. And they're just like washing her out kind of like, she's just like, like she plays her very faded, like downtrodden, like just Mm -hmm. in a haze in a, like she's like walking into another world. It's just, it's very like dreamlike or nightmare. Like this whole sequence of her drive of them driving, four hours north and the camera like flips 180 and it's upside down and it's you're watching the car drive under the banner and it's just like nauseating and um is there like is there an opposite word to claustrophobic hmm. do you know what i mean like just because of the imagery so like you know a typical horror movie would be claustrophobic it's like a dark hallway or basement or whatever and this is eerie because it's the opposite of that it's just this big bright expanse but there's just something off the whole time mm-hmm. it is very interesting how like the real world is like kind of dark and gray and then when we get to like the Swedish countryside it's like endless sunshine because it's mid- midnight sun and it's it, there's flowers blooming everywhere and it's very sunny and bright and colorful but feels yeah very off very eerie and like it's so beautiful but it's also you can feel it's like dangerous and yeah very exposed in that open field they stop in a field to like exposed yeah yeah to meet some other young people and everyone wants to do some shrooms and she like you know her immediate instinct is like no no I, I I just don't feel like I'm not fully settled I'm not comfortable I'll just I'll just do them later maybe Christian's like, okay, yeah, I'll wait. But then he's like, actually, the boys want to do it now. So, and she's like, you're right. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'll do it now. I'll do it now. They're they're all getting annoyed because she just arrived, just wants to take a moment. uh, And they're like, we won't come up at the same time. So they're getting pissed that she doesn't want to do mushrooms right away. And then this might drag Christian into it. Yeah. Yeah. She's, they're just like, this girl is such a bummer. Like they make her feel like such a wet blanket. But they are right about one thing, and that's that you if you're doing mushrooms with people, you need to do it at the same time. You can't do it. You can't wait till later and do it. Either do it or don't do it. But they should have not done it out of respect and kindness yeah. for her. But they Get don't off show her dick. That. Like yeah. that sounds like a bad trip in the making. I mean, yeah, but they're just like they don't like her. They don't care about her. They're very selfish. So they just can't like take her into account and just show her the basic decency of being like yeah, we'll wait till we're settled in our bunks and we'll do this tomorrow or something. Like, whatever. We have, we're here on vacation. We have t- six weeks. Like, no pressure. And who does, who does mushrooms in their nasty airplane clothes? Oh, it's it was so weird. So, yeah, it's off already. She's They all do the mushrooms. And we get a quite funny scene of them coming up by a pine tree. And we've got the comedic relief friend, Mark, Will Poulter, a.k.a. Eyebrows Guy, um and he's just just being so weird and like can you guys lie down I'd really like it if everyone would lie down and it's it's pretty realistic I'd say to a a mushroom trip and 
she's just like hallucinating the grass. Pretty realistic. I, I actually had to, okay, the first time I saw this, I had to research how this was made because it's the most accurate I've ever seen to like a psychedelic trip portrayed mm-hmm. on screen. Because often oh, that yeah. is portrayed in a very exaggerated way and it's like groovy, but this is this is actually it where the grass is breathing and the trees are breathing and everything yes. is we- weird. And Ari Aster said that they actually probably filmed 60 different versions of this just trying to get it right. And they, and uh, well, like that included while they were filming and in post-production. Yeah. They, they want that at first, like the effects, the special effects were too much. And then the acting like was too much and they wanted to all blend together so that you felt like you were on a mushroom trip watching it. Oh, and boy, did I like my stomach was churning just watching, like you could feel their like waves of nausea. Like she's like, and the grass starts to grow through her hands she can feel the earth breathing so she's kind of like becoming a part of the land like to this like Sweden is like swallowing her up kind of like and so you get that sense like you know it's just great foreshadowing all throughout that she's gonna maybe stay there so she That's how mushrooms always make me feel like <laughs> oh yeah very very connected to the land and the earth so oh I meant like I meant like stressed out like I hadn't that's why I well, that's them, like... the other side of it is that we also then get that flip of the switch, which they do perfectly. Like it just takes one comment from goofball Mark, who's like, you guys are like my real family. And then she just family, like, family, family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She just like sits <laughs> bolt upright and she's like, fuck, I just remembered that my family was fucking brutally murdered. And then like <laughs> she has to walk it off. She just is like, okay, guys, I'm going for a walk real quick. Bye. And then like starts heading to like, it looks like a shack, like a bathroom, outhouse, whatever. She's like, gotta get to the bathroom, gotta get to the bathroom. But she's like talking to herself and she's just like, stop it, stop it, pull it together. And then like she sees this group of kids and she thinks they're all turning around and laughing at her. And then she like, <laughs> runs to that guy and is like, they're all laughing at me. And he's like, no, no, they've been laughing. <laughs> they've been laughing. Like, <laughs> it's so perfect. <laughs> it's so perfect. And then she's I've like, never, I've never oh. had a bad, I've never had a bad trip actually, but I, I've only had like, at, at times like bad things have happened like within a trip where it's like, you're inevitably, inevitably going to be thrown off. And this is exactly it. You're like, I am going to perish. Like, I will never come back from this. That's how you feel in that moment. And then five minutes later, you're potentially fine. It, well, yeah. I mean, I've had the exact, like, in the woods, most miraculous sunset of your life. And then it goes down. And then you're in the woods and it's dark. And you, like, can't really see. And you, like, feel a bit lost. Like, and you're just feeling awful. So she's, like, finally gets yeah. to the bathroom and is like, whew, okay, I'm going to pull myself together. And what does she hallucinate? Her dead sister. So she can't get any peace. And she has to run screaming into the woods. <laughs> and we don't see her again until she wakes up, supposedly six hours later, <laughs> in a different field. They're like, oh, yeah, we found and, you. And everyone's annoyed because they're like, we've been waiting here for you. Yeah, I'm like, waiting for you to, to wake up. Give um, her a moment. She's totally. passed on a field. And they're like, come on, finally you're up. Get get out of it. We gotta get going. To what? <laughs> Your <sighs> nine-day festival? You've got time, guys. Give it a I minute. know. It's a nine-day festival, but they've planned a six-week trip. Like, uh, anyway, it yeah. And she also broke the number one rule, which is she looked in the mirror. Never. Okay. 
Okay, this is why I need to, I'm just going to disclaimer right now. If anyone is listening and has not done any drugs or psychedelics, do not take our advice or our experiences, like, because they're really different for everyone and they're not for everyone. Um, Everyone's always said that about mushrooms. I've never experienced that. Like, I've always looked looking in the mirror. Yeah, I'm like, hello. Yeah, I'm like, hello. I always like, I just love what I see. (laughs) I'm sorry. Is that really pick me annoying? But I just, that's what's happened. Yeah, it is. It's really annoying. The last, <laughs> the last, I have, I had the opposite where like I when I've done mushrooms where like people have covered the mirror, so like that doesn't happen. Then that makes me think of a shiva because that's the only other time I've seen like after someone dies at Judaism where you're supposed to cover the mirrors. But and you're like, yeah. I, this is like giving me bad vibes. I'd actually just like to be gazing at my beautiful reflection right now, and you guys are not letting that happen. And that's why I say don't take my word for it because I am at, that is where I thrive. Yeah, you're <laughs> it's, you're abnormal. <laughs> I'm a sparkle pony. Yes, it only makes me stronger. No, I haven't <laughs> I haven't really been, <laughs> I haven't really been like partying, I guess, in the last couple of years, but okay, sorry. Well, con- congrats to you for that. Um moving on, <laughs> we head to the commune and arrive at Horga. Um and it's uh, looks heavenly. Um, Mark says it feels like Waco with a little bit more fa- foreshadowing, but I think it is like entering a dream. Like when they arrive, there's like flowers and children scampering around. Everyone's in white frocks. Like everyone's happy. And um, yeah, it seems sweet. And they're just saying like, welcome. Uh, there's other newcomers there, visitors from London. Music and is swelling. It's it's beautiful cinematic music, flowers mm-hmm. everywhere. And they tell them, like, you're here for this festival, and it's very special, once in 90 years. And the first game is called Skin the Fool. And uh, everyone's... Do a shot every time we say foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> so true. But <laughs> um, people are just frolicking hand in hand. And I don't know, maybe like kicking people. The problematic redhead teenager kicks Christian. I'm not sure if that's part of the game or she just wants. It's a little. Punch. It's a little tap. It's not like oh, no, no. I know. I'm not saying she's like beating him, but I don't <laughs> know. Problem- <laughs> well, she is problematic. She's like, you know, she is. But in this moment, she's just like, Ding. well, she's problematic because she's flirting with Danny's man right in front of yeah. her. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, and flirting like the way a little kid would flirt, which is like what weirded me out about it. And what's the worst part is that Christian responds instantly. Like he just perks right up and he's like, can anyone join? And then jumps off to fucking scamper hand in hand with the other kids. And I was like, I would be so fucking mortified. And she is, obviously. But she's playing this all very subtle. So As you would, because what would you do if you were so humiliated, but you were in this setting? You would just have to just stare off. <laughs> I know. You have nothing the, to do. Into the skin to... the full game. <laughs> yeah. You just have to leave your body. Um, but luckily, Pele is there. And he's the only one who remembered it's Danny's birthday. So he gives her a hand-drawn portrait of herself. <sighs> and... She said, Pele, you didn't have to. Um, and... That's when he asks, like, if Christian got her anything, and she said maybe later, and... Yeah, 
Yeah, like, and it wouldn't be hard to remember that it's her birthday because it was this massive trip to Sweden on the same day. <laughs> like, it's not. And her entire family's dead, so that's there's no one else to wish her happy birthday, so. Yeah, but instead she's just been powering through this day, not mentioning a thing that he forgot her birthday, and um, yeah. So that's the first hint of this budding romance, rom-com <laughs> subplot of Pele, uh, you know, wooing her, I guess. Um we also get to see the two people from London strolling around getting a tour. We see a bear in a cage. We see a tapestry of a girl feeding her pubes and menstrual blood to a man <laughs> to make him fall in love with her. Again. And everyone is, all the guests are questioning this and reacting in the same way that the audience is, like very startled and skeptical and asking what it is. And all the villagers are playing it off like, what's the big deal? including Pele who brought them there, but he is from this village and now he is one with the village. And it's kind of like, don't, don't, don't worry guys. Like he's on the villager's side and mm-hmm. is just telling them to relax and not question all the weird little things they're seeing around them. Yeah. He takes them to where they're going to be sleeping, which is a big shared dormitory for young people. Very beautiful, intricately painted and there's pictures of all the May Queens. And Pele just kind of gives a brief overview about how at Horga, life has four seasons. You got your childhood, your room Which spring until up. 18. Until 18. Yeah. And then 18 to 36, you're allowed to just do whatever you want. Leave the place and see the world. And then you come back, work 36 to 54. And then 54 to 72, you're a mentor. And then Danny says... What happens at when you're 72? And he does the like little like like I don't know what this motion is called. Throat. A little like throat. Yeah. Yeah. But it's more of like done in a way of like where you say like boop. Yeah, he's just like she's and then she just laughs, like, haha, yeah, imagine if you actually did kill people as soon as they turn 73. <laughs> Anywho, um, so Pele gives Christian the heads up that he forgot Danny's birthday and gives him a little slice of cake to give her. And he just can't light the candle on the top of that cake. And it's just this dry ass piece of cake. Yeah. And he's like, you didn't think I forgot, did you? And she's like, well, I know you didn't bring this fucking slice of cake in your backpack. So <laughs> yeah, I, I do think you forgot. And he's just like, sorry, babe. And she's like, I forgive you. And then they get to bed because the next day there's a big ceremony. Extupa. <laughs> what this? They ask about the ceremony, and the whole time, so okay, one of the friends is there because he has chosen the subject of his PhD, and it's going to be about these rituals, and it's going to be partly on the Horga people. And mm-hmm. so he's asking about it, and he has his like notepad out, and he's really invested studying this culture. Uh, but they're not they're not given given up given the the beans no is that an expression spilling the beans given up spilling the beans they're not they're not saying anything about what it's about they're being coy yeah what's his name Josh who is like Christian's rival he's like oh just you wait like he he does know what it is doesn't give anyone a heads up what they're gonna watch tomorrow but he's like it's intense get your sleep and then the next day. It just seems like a solemn feast in honor of two old people. And then they get carried off on their chairs. Um, and we head over to a cliff location 
we see someone holding a gigantic mallet. Bit of a clue. <laughs> Something untoward maybe happening. But no one is fucking picking up what they're putting down. And then Well, nor would you. Nor would you. You would not I, jump to this conclusion. If I saw the mallet and saw people heading up on the cliff, I'd be like, are they gonna jump from there? <laughs> to go you've seen like you've seen like dragons. a thousand horror movies. I remember when we were first watching this together, the whole time you're like, Do you know what's gonna about to happen next? I was like, I have no idea. Like I never I don't put these things together. Okay, well, fair enough. Um anyway, we see a woman jump to her death and her head just explodes. Uh it's horrible. <laughs> And we kind of tip the chair, but the people are the two older people are willing participants in this. Yeah. Someone else tips the chair for them, but it's all like you can see now clearly that they were involved in this ritual, willingly going along with this. But they're not like stoked. They're not stoked at all. Um, I saw it as more like solemn resolve. Well, I know you're like pro this ritual. Don't, Sammy, don't even, okay, don't, don't, like, betray me, like, I'm some eugenicist, okay, I, Whoa, but, like, I <laughs> but I, I just say, like, some, some people, you know, some people are supportive of a ritual where we euthanize old people, so L- little cliffy cliffy when we're 73, and some people aren't, that's, yeah. that's really it, yeah, yeah, Ari Aster came up with the concept of this movie, Actually, when some Swedish historians and filmmakers came to him with this concept and he put his own spin on it. But the actual mallet, they said they based it on uh, a real mallet that they'd seen in a Swedish museum where they talked. There was some historical accuracy in that it like it was more for when people were pushed off of cliffs. But obviously it wasn't like there was never anything in Sweden where you turn a certain age and that's that happens automatically yeah yeah this is a cult that the the society it's a pretend cult uh fictional but but there um, were people pushed off cliffs and then smashed with with right with a mallet in sweden so based on a true story (laughs) um so anyway danny's in shock the two british visitors are screaming they're cussing they're saying everyone's all fucked up and what the fuck's wrong with you guys uh, we see the old man also jump, but unfortunately he doesn't die and he has to get the hammer and he gets it back. He gets the mallet. Yeah. <laughs> he gets the mallet uh, and they just smash his head into smithereens. So yeah, the British couple's freaking out and then an elder woman comes over and it's she gives the speech that you just gave me. <laughs> She's like, they're giving their lives as a gesture willingly. Like, you know, they don't want to get old and fall apart and... And then everyone just starts being like, it's cool, Danny. Like, you know, they probably think that putting old people in um, nursing homes is, is like the sickest thing ever. And it's just a cultural difference. And like, just grow up. <laughs> yeah. Stop being a wet blanket and yeah. like open your eyes. So this is actually very chill. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she's crying. She wants to go home. And Christian's like, just take some time to yourself. Um, and then yeah. gets into his little fucking feud with josh christian is so inspired by this ceremony that he's like i need to do my thesis on this and then josh is like well it was my idea first and that's the whole reason we're here like don't bite my idea and christian's like well i'm open to collaborating or we can do it separately but i've made up my mind so the bitches are fighting and 
you know, they exchange words. And Josh is like, I think you're a lazy leech and find your own passion, find your own life. And now they're at war trying to get the best mm-hmm. scoop. Yeah. Um, so Mark slept through the whole ceremony and he's, he's mad he missed it. But um, so they're, the, both the other guys are like talking to Pele, trying to get the tea. And he's like, all the elders don't want anything written down. They don't want any names. So I don't know if you're going to be able to do this. We get the scene where Pele is like imploring Danny to stay and telling her how his parents burned up in a fire when he was a kid. He keeps saying, I was like, oh, not burned up. Um, mm-hmm. But he's like, but luckily I had a family here to support me and share everything. And everyone deserves that. And I have always felt held and he like grabs her hand and she's like, Pele, Christian could walk in. And he's like, yeah, that's who I'm talking about. Like, he's my friend. But Danny, do you feel held by him? Does he feel like home to you? <laughs> Making That's where he's from. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at MintMobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He, his soft launch or his soft pitch goes to more of a more of a medium pitch. Yeah. yeah for both like join the party and also like I'm down to clown. Yeah. And your boyfriend's kind I of I will a, hold you. Yeah. He was like, oh, we'll hold you. <laughs> hold you real good. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. We see Maya, the redhead again, leaving a love rune under Christian's bed. And Pele's telling Christian, hey, she likes you. And guess what? She's allowed to have sex now. And Christian's like, great. And then Pele is like, okay, like Josh and Christian, the elders said, no problem. You guys can write about the rituals and whatever you need. Um, You know, so we kind of get the vibe. Well, these guys aren't getting out of here. Well, and Christian had gone behind his friend's back to ask the villagers first if he could do his PhD on the topic. And they have to say, sorry, Christian asked us first. I guess you guys will have to collaborate. Yeah. Yep. And um, 
things start to sour a bit when Josh the idiot, or sorry, what's his name, Mark, uh, gets in trouble for pissing near a sacred log, the ancestral tree. Um, he really upsets some people for that. And a man is sobbing and screaming. Um, so yeah, the vibe's starting to shift and we see one half of the British couple, Connie, telling Danny like, look, nice to meet you, but I'm getting the fuck out of here. Simon's just getting the truck right now with one of them and we're leaving. Grabs her bags. And then Father Odd comes along and says, well, actually he went ahead to the train station first because there was only two seats. So they're, sen- they're sending the truck back for you um, in a little bit. And she's just like furious and doesn't believe this at all. And uh, this puts a little thought into Danny's mind, you know? Hmm. Funny how Simon abandoned her. And I wonder if Christian would do that. And yeah. So that's when she's realizing this man would throw me under the bus for the first pretty redheaded cult member that he comes across. Yep. Yeah. Um, so she tells Christian what happened. And he's like, doesn't care at all. He's just like, oh, that sucks for her. Um, and he's just asking a guy like, so how does it work with incest here? <laughs> but he literally says it like that. He's like, yeah, yeah, that sucks. Anyway. Yeah. What do, what do you guys do about that? He's true. He's, he's as dismissive about this as he is about um, her freaking out, watching people die in front of them. Like when that happens, he's like, I think you should just go walk it off. You'll feel better. Yeah, he doesn't give half a shit at all anymore about her. So he's asking about incest and the guy's like, yeah, we don't do that except for cousins sometimes. But we'd like to keep the bloodlines fresh. So we have to invite outside people in often. Um, A friendly lady takes Danny to a tent where they bake meat carts. And then we get this first taste of first taste of some sisterhood Culty sisterhood yeah yeah yes. they're all yes. that's where she you see her kind of happy for the first time in the whole movie they're just having yeah. a little time totally like being included being welcomed like she smiles she's able to like just do an activity that you know and not be like hated and scorned by the people she's with so yeah it doesn't take much just, no she's not asking for much just to make a pie with someone who doesn't hate her guts and um, yeah. so we get another scene of Josh talking to a different elder and getting it. We're getting a different story about inbreeding now. And he's like, actually, we deliberately inbreed people to create babies that are oracles because they're like disabled. And Josh asks to take a picture of this holy book and gets denied. Um, we hear like some distant screams Danny thinks she hears a scream. Mark thinks she hears Connie scream, but they're not like totally sure. And they're like, hey, where's Connie? And someone's like, oh, yeah, we drove her to the station and they left. And Danny's like, hmm, you know, Christian, I could see you fucking leaving me here. And he doesn't care. He's just digging into his meat pie, just pull, pulls a hair out of his mouth and it's immediately ID'd as a pube. It's a pube pie. Yeah, it's a red wiry pube. Um, and looks over and is getting a little flirty look from <laughs> the person who baked that pie. Maya. That's my pube you're eating, she says. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, you found my little surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then a Swedish girl who's been giving the eyes to goofball Mark comes up to him and he's just like, she's just like, hey, come with me. I will show you. 
And he's just like, okay, <laughs> that's all it takes. <laughs> we never see him again. <sighs> no, he he's, he is the fool the whole time. And so if you go back to the tapestry that we see at the, for just a second at the start of the movie, um, there are the four friends depicted in this and Mark is depicted as a fool with a jester's hat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, meanwhile, Goodbye, Josh. Mark. Yeah, bye, Mark. Miss she, she says, she says, she says, I will show you. And he goes, she's going to show me. That's it. <laughs> easy. And it really is that easy. It with is that, like that easy. Ladies, don't <laughs> overthink it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't put in more sweat than you need. Um, so then, yeah, he goes off and... It's bedtime and Danny takes another sleeping pill and oh no, sorry. That this is no, this is when Josh oh yeah, so she takes a sleeping pill and Josh, who was told not to take a photo of the sacred book, he's the one who was originally trying to do his PhD on this uh this community, um, sneaks out and starts taking photos of all the pages. And he's interrupted by Mark, question mark. Yeah, he in the darkness, he thinks he sees Mark and he's like, Mark, get out of here. You're going to get us caught. Um, unfortunately, it's actually one of the deformed oracles just wearing Mark's skinned face. <laughs> Hate when that happens. Yeah, and... so Skin the Fool was Mark. Mark was really the fool who was skinned. Um, yeah. yeah, and... They club Josh over. He clubs Josh yeah. over the head. He gets and the drags mallet. Him off. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So their numbers are severely dwindling at this point. Uh, Danny wakes up and she's just like, "Hmm, where is everyone?" And Christian's just like, "Shut up, who cares?" <laughs> Dumb bitch. Like, stop asking so many questions all day. It's like, where is this person? Where is that person? Like, anyway, can we fuck the people that live here? <laughs> yeah, he's literally just like, "I'm not concerned about it," and. Then oh, we get the actually, and even worse, he's a little suck up because he talks about how oh no, this is later on. Like he he the whole time that his friends are going missing, he's trying to distance himself. He's like, I would, I'm not like them. Like, well, I'm- that's yeah, that's what happens right now because they the elders tell this story like, hey, the book is missing, and these two guys are missing, and we're basically saying that they took it and ran away and are going to write about it or whatever. And um, Christian is just like. He, I just want you to know, like, we are not his friend and we would be so embarrassed to be associated with him. And Danny just looks at him like, man, you disloyal little snitch. Like, Yeah. Are- and also, did they run off? Because what's all going on over here? Yeah. It's like, yeah, all their stuff is probably there or whatever. Like, yeah, it's so suspicious that people are just disappearing without a word left, right and center. But Christian's She's questioning it. And Chris, no, Christian's just like, I just, I really need you to know that's not me. And I never <laughs> liked them anyway. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now yeah. we get the best day ever. The girls take Danny. Best girls day. <laughs> yeah. Best day. Oh my god. I just want to go frolic in a field. Even just thinking yes. about this. Uh they take Danny for their activities, which is like getting dressed in embroidered dresses and flower crowns and having a hallucinogenic tea and then just dancing around the Maypole competition. And this is what women want. This is what 
girls need to be doing. So Flo's having Get fun. Get your mallet out and do your dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's tripping. She's hallucinating the grass again and she's a little scared, but then they start their circle dance and she's having fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's a dance around the maypole. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and they're like at first she's sort of confused but they're all they're all including her they're they don't speak the same language they all speak Swedish don't speak English but they're it's easy enough like they're determined you know they're showing her like you're we're all dancing around the maypole like yeah whoever drops out is out of the game so meanwhile Christian is summoned to an elder woman's house and she tells him hey guess what Maya wants to mate with you that's the redhead and she's like, you're an ideal astrological match. So how do you feel about that? And he's just like, hmm, I do think I ate one of her pubes. <laughs> she's like, yeah, sounds right. And that's all yeah. we see. We, we don't get to see like what he says. We, we just assume he's like, oh, I can't. I have a girlfriend or whatever. Um, but we don't know what he says. Um, and then he just goes to watch Danny. She's just twirling for the gods, laughing. With the girls, she's just intuitively catching on to the dances. Other girls are tripping, starting to get eliminated. She's in the top eight. And Dude, okay. this is how you saw this, where Christian's sitting off to the side. And to me, it looked like he was sulking because she's the star of the show and having this amazing time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's like, he's definitely already feeling very ill at ease probably because of the conversation he just had and whatever else like he's just like okay it's just me and her and like she's having a better time than me and then a lady comes up to him and gives him his glass of hallucinogenic tea and he's like you know i probably shouldn't what does it do she's like oh it breaks down your defenses and opens you for the influence like that became that became another thing that was said in our staff room when we put on a pot of coffee (laughs) at work (laughs) yeah but i mean look they're honest they're pretty honest they are pretty they lay it out he's just like look i'm worried about having a bad trip she's like you won't and just like bottoms up pushes in his mouth he has it but she Um, says we're trying to open you up and make you easy to influence break down your defenses like it's god he's like fuck all right so he does drink it of his own volition um we're seeing danny just smiling dancing and like my heart is like growing three sizes like it just feels Mm -hmm. so fucking good to see her happy because we just want her to feel any kind of like joy and relief like after everything she's been through so yeah, when she's giggling and like speaking gibberish to the other girl and they're like, I understand you, I understand you. <laughs> and they're just laughing. It's such a great scene. And all of a sudden, yeah. the other two girls fall and Danny wins. Yeah, she is the May Queen. She is queen of all the land. Well, she's the, she's the May Queen. She's the special guest of honor. Everything changes. The whole village erupts in celebration and everything starts to set into motion it's like joyful chaos yeah so she's kind of confused but she's just being led at this point like adorned in flowers um her picture taken for 
um, a wall of, they say like, these are for all the past May Queens. Um, the She's being led through this crowd of people and they're all just cheering for her. Um, Pele gives her a huge kiss on the mouth. <laughs> yeah, he goes in for it and like, the flower in her crown like blooms bigger and starts like beating like a heart and um she hallucinates her crowd her mom dad and sister all in the crowd yeah spooky Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's like cheering crowd yeah yeah, but it's like happy she's like mom mom like she's you know like it's not like a scary hallucination they're not they're like well so um, and she's looking for Christian, but does not see him. First, they go to the feast table, and they're all, like, taking her... Like, she's, like, the head of the table. She's, like, the queen. But Christian's, like, way down the table. And he is, indeed, having a bad trip. <laughs> and he asks the guy next to him, Excuse me, what's going on? And the guy just claps in his face. <laughs> like, angrily claps. <laughs> just claps hard right in his face. And it just sends him to hell. And he's like... Why did you do that? I was laughing. I love to see him being tortured. It's so sick, but I I just grow to hate him so much in this movie. So anyway, he's in tears. And they're like, Danny, it's time for you to go bless some crops. And they spirit her away in a Cinderella carriage. And then while she's distracted, like we, we had seen the redhead stroll over to the barn. And then the some other ladies come to fetch Christian. He's going to that barn whether he likes it or not. <laughs> oh, it's really dark. Really dark. Um, really dark. Yeah. yeah. He goes in. They give him a robe. They give him some smoke to inhale for his vitality. And he heads in to do his job. Mm-hmm. And in the barn, what do we see? <laughs> well, we see... Maya laying down in the center uh, in the nude and we see about 20 women arm in arm in a semicircle around her swaying and softly singing. Naked. Everybody's all naked. Oh yeah. Yes. Naked. I'm like, you guys can't see what's exactly in my head. Yeah. They're all naked. Everyone's naked. He's now naked because they disrobe him. Oh yes. He is fully naked, dick out. And uh, Maya's just lying there in the bed of flowers ready to be inseminated. And, you know, he understands his duty. He he heads up there, gives her a kiss, and sticks it in. Yeah. And um, Maya looks for some reassurance from one of her sister wives, and she swoops in there to hold their faces and just sing really, really close to their faces. Yeah. They're get, they start getting kind of annoyed with him because they're like, all right, let's wrap it up, buddy. Come on. Finish, yeah, finish he's... He's taking a long time. They're like encouraging him to keep pumping. He's having away. performance anxiety. Definitely. And they're just like chanting, making their little sounds, trying to help him get there. Unfortunately, the Oracle is also there watching. And Danny hears the chanting and she's like, What's going on in the barn? And her friend's like, Don't worry about it. Like, it's not for you. I don't think you should go there. And then she gets that little frown we all know and love. And she's needs to head over there to get a peek at what's going on yeah just a lady's intuition when you hear 20 women chanting from a bar and you think maybe my boyfriend's in there fucking yeah like just from her acting just from her aura we know that she already knows what she's gonna see in there 
she knows exactly what the fuck is going on. Yeah. She just has a horrible feeling. So she two plus two equals four. You know, we (laughs) can surmise that the singing from the barn is, you know, going to lead to what we think it's going to lead to. Yeah. So she peeks through the crack and she, she sees what she sees and she immediately vomits starts wailing can't you know she's like staggering away she can't barely stand up but don't worry her girlies are there in a second they come they pick her up they whisk her away to the dorms and then we get the greatest scene in cinematic history yeah it's you think that there could be nothing more heartwarming than them all dancing around the maypole tripping in their little embroidered dresses but this is even better because yeah. this is this is what women want. This is yes. actually what women want. Yes. No this hyperbole, is... no irony, no. truly. I know. She starts heaving, collapses to the floor, which is so real. Like, this is a real reaction that you would have. Um, you know, if you saw what you just saw, and they all collapse to, and they're all heaving together they're and all, screaming they're all together. Just huddled, they huddle up and they just hold her. They hold each other. They fucking squat up and they just like start leading her in a breathwork exercise that just turns to more wailing. And then they all start wailing and screaming together. And it, yeah. in unison, like they're mirroring Danny and yeah. they all kind of sync up. And Danny is a little confused, but also is just like, with it she can't control herself but they're going with it and kind of like it's like yeah. waves in the ocean yeah and to feel actual empathy and like sisterhood it, even though it's manipulative and it's evil and it has this like dark purpose to it it doesn't matter because she has been so denied any connection mm-hmm. and any support and like that when it comes, even if it's weird and culty and scary, guess what? You're going to take it. And the girls show her some real fucking support. And we cut back to the other ritual where the other ladies are chanting. And they are really trying to get this guy to finish. And an old lady at this point is just shoving his butt in as deep as she can. That bare butt. Oh, just yeah. So then finally, that seems to do the trick. It does, it does do, a trick. It does a trick. <laughs> that's a that's a Cosmo sex tip for you guys. <laughs> Cosmo sex tip number one one twelve. <laughs> Ladies, if you're on a field with your man, you know what he'd love. Cosmo sex tips from the early two thousands were basically that. <laughs> yeah, it was like you get considered- out a stick from the forest and five ice cubes and just shove it like up where the sun doesn't shine. Like that's basically <laughs> what it was. Get 12 members of your community over there chanting and shoving. And, and then right at the ladies. end, get the oldest one to just shove on, <laughs> on the butt. And it, every no man can resist. And, and it works. It works. And he finishes. So they're like, thank God, get, get rid of this guy now. And the redhead's just like, yay, I can feel the baby forming. <laughs> and that, and, yeah, that really snaps Christian out of the moment. Yeah, he's like, oh, fuck. Oh, damn. And she's she's rocking up with her knees, um, with her knees on her chest and saying, like, I can feel the baby. And 
I'm just, I just need to say, whenever people say, like, we're trying for a baby, this is what I think of, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> we are trying. <laughs> you know, like, no, like, you know, I'm like... We, we have the whole squad on this doing dark rituals. <laughs> call me a prude, but I'm like, unless we would already talk about our sex lives together, like, I don't... I'm now thinking of you doing cummies. I don't want to be thinking about it, but I'm thinking about it. I'm sorry. Anyhow... <laughs> I think so. <laughs> That's my truth. Ooh, okay. So okay. poor Christian, poor pink naked Christian is just running around in the fields, completely unprotected. Um, you know, and he sees the horrors. He sees a leg sticking out of a garden, human leg. He runs into a chicken coop. And unfortunately, there's a flayed body in there. Um, yeah. And it's his friend his friend so then he gets drugged Laid open suspended and covered in flowers yeah they blow some devil's dust in his face and he is captured and then he wakes up and the lady who gave him the tea is just like hello you can't move and you can't speak okay <laughs> okay hello <laughs> yeah. there you are there you are you can't move you can't speak <laughs> oh (laughs) yeah it yeah um yeah they're talking him through what's going on and he is in this little sort of wickery wheelchair um facing a stage everyone gathers around the stage and ever since danny was crowned the may queen the her costume keeps getting more elaborate. Like they just keep piling more flowers on her. Yeah. So at this point, like her crown's getting bigger. Her her flower dress is getting bigger. She has and... the full, like she's wearing the cloak. It's like that Barbie dress that used to go into the cake. <laughs> and the whole like cake icing yeah. is out, except it starts at her neck. And she's just, yeah, in this enormous flower garment that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they and they tell her like, amazing. "Hey, here's the tea. We've got eight offerings lined up. They're already dead, or two two people are volunteering. That brings us up to eight, and we need your verdict to pick our ninth and final offering. So, do you want to choose this randomly selected Horgan guy to die, or do you want your loving boyfriend Christian to die, who you um, just found out is not so loving, and maybe want to get some revenge?" Yeah. Like, you know, the power's in your hands. And uh, so while she's mulling it over, they start piling up all the dead bodies, which have been made into, like, strange dolls and mixed media art pieces into the yellow temple that they're going to burn. And what do you know? Christian is getting sewed up into a hollowed-out bear corpse as we speak. (laughs) And his terrified little bloody face in the bear suit looks so cute and it's just like oh well you brought it upon yourself (laughs) yeah it's such a relatable moment for danny to choose him absolutely it's like hmm let me think (laughs) Hmm. the christian sympathizers yeah exactly The, the christian sympathizers out there say that you know, because he was drugged and because et cetera, et cetera, that it was that he's not to blame for the insemination ritual. Um, they but, say his crime doesn't warrant the time. But I say 
despite what happened, his personality leading up to this, you know, impregnation aside, warrants the crime. Well, the first time. Warrants the time. Yeah, the first time he he smiled at her and chased after that redhead to join in her little game, that's when I would have incinerated him. Like, well, even, okay, to go back to the very beginning of the movie, before when Danny's family's still alive and they're just talking shit about her and being like, you need to break up with her. He's checking out the waitress, flirting with her. It's clear that like any warm body put in front of him, he'll flirt with, whether Danny's watching or not. He's definitely, yeah. yeah, the wandering eye, disloyal in every way, like, so. But the most, but the most quick to be like, what? Obviously, like, we're just friends. Obviously, nothing's going on. Like, stop being crazy. Mm-hmm. That's his whole vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they into light. Into the bear suit he goes. Into the bear suit he goes. They light that bitch up. Um, there's two guys in there burning alive. It's, whew. It's but they had, volu- they had volunteered. Like, they're yeah. vegan, and they understand this is this ritual that happens every 90 years. They need nine people to sacrifice themselves for everything to run smoothly. And even though they've accepted it, they are, yeah, they're screaming. And yeah. But Christian is in the middle in his bear suit. And so he's seeing this all around him, but it's he's the he's, last. He's completely paralyzed. And just has to watch in horror as his bear suits burns him inside. It, it, yeah, it's it's rough. And everyone outside, the rest of the community, is like screaming, running, shaking, wailing, throwing stuff, just going buck wild. <laughs> um, it's like a purging ritual, I guess, to like cleanse evil from the community and like. Well, I think they're mirroring. The, the people like it's a it's a lot of just mirroring it says in the same way that they're mirroring danny i think they're also like honoring the people that are making these sacrifices and so while they're screaming they're all screaming back like just to show like we we feel your pain yeah yeah definitely um and danny's just kind of stumbling around in her enormous flower garment and then she starts to watch the temple burn and she turns that frown upside down <laughs> So slowly and majestically. This is my like favorite moment in cinematic history. Yeah. And it's perfect. Her, her little shocked frown slowly turns into a smile because this is her happy ending. This look of peace and like catharsis just comes over her and like we are at home just cheering and laughing, being like, yes, like a fresh start. Like you're finally going to have a boyfriend who is like obsessed with you. You're going to have sister friends that love you. You're going to have like purpose in your life, a new family, a new community. And yeah, it might be dark sided and evil. Um, but whatever. What? Like, we're what so else perfect? do you have back home? Exactly. Yeah. And also like what what's waiting for you? Not much. No, no. And and like a lot of people, there's a lot of discourse about this movie and there's like a very active subreddit about it and there's like lots of theories there's always lots of interpretations about what it means but what's great is that it works on all these levels and it is divisive and it does create different feelings in the audience and someone might have a take where they're like what a like this is a movie about about cults and how they break down people's defenses and like make you feel like you have nothing left to lose and then pull you in and like it's sad it's a sad ending and like 
it's also funny and it's like happy and it's scary and it's everything at once. And that's not easy to do. No, I know it's so ambitious to use a film critic, one of film critics favorite words, but it, it really is like Ari Aster said that he set out to make it confusing on purpose. And he also said, I remember him saying that at a screening, they asked the audience after if they thought that Christian deserved it. And half were like horrified and like, no, of course not. And half were like, yes, of course. And I just think that captures the movie so perfectly. Um, he's also said, he he's talked a lot about how to him it's a breakup movie. And to him, like, but and by that, okay, I actually have the quote because he, so he said, for me, the film is incidentally a folk horror film. If anything, this is my attempt at making a big operatic breakup movie that feels the way a breakup feels, um, where a breakup can feel apocalyptic and like the world is ending and you need to immerse yourself in that extreme. He clarified that like, he doesn't mean like anyone in the movie is meant to be a proxy for his ex, but just like to capture the feeling of like everything is gone and what am I to do with my life and everything's upside down and a horror film yeah like breakups are tragic scary everything and also absurd and like it does involve burning down your entire life and everything you knew and starting from scratch and like he talks about that feeling of catharsis when you like finally decide to like let it go and like Mm -hmm basically kill that dream like let it just die and then start something new and Mm -hmm. yeah I think he nails it yeah and oh absolutely and um something something just a few little like loose odds and ends from the movie so Jack Rayner who plays Christian um when I saw his first interview and saw that he was British that's when I realized just how good his acting was because he seems like just from his interviews, just a polite, nice British man. But he said that he actually advocated for as much full frontal nudity on his part as possible because he said, he said, I really wanted to embrace the feeling of being exposed and the humiliation of this character. And I felt really, really vulnerable more than I'd even anticipated. And he compared it to just how in horror movies, it's always women being humiliated in this way with nudity and violence and he really wanted it to be the man's turn because that goes with the movie so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like such a reversal of of fortune. Like Danny to go from like the downtrodden, disrespected character to the queen and him to go from king shit to like a disposable <laughs> fucked away. I don't know. <laughs> like he's he is horribly humiliated and then brutally murdered. Um, rough ending for him. And then just uh, another loose end while, while I'm thinking of it, our other uh, private interest is, uh, of course, Taylor Swift. And she has some kind of connection to this movie because she has her profile picture on TikTok as her in a bear suit. And it has been for years. And But in a very Midsommar looking bear suit. Yeah, it's definitely a nod. And then she also wore that completely flower... Um, outfit to the Grammys and she had her hair in braids like Swedish little braids and I'm like she's nodding to it she's gotta be absolutely yeah she's full-on inspired and she's not the only pop princess inspired by Midsommar Um, Ariana Grande actually purchased the final May Queen dress Um, she they they auctioned off a bunch of the items for to raise money for um, 
healthcare workers um, and firefighters during the pandemic. And she <laughs> bought it for $65,000, um, all went to charity. Uh, and then she had a Midsommar themed birthday party and like did the whole table scape and just like, help me. This is what I'm doing. And I'm like, my girl. Um, although that was, there was a lot that's unfolded since then. Maybe she's not my girl now, but at the time. <laughs> that would be a really fun party and I'm definitely jealous that I wasn't yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's been like some ba- debate about what the, what the Horgan are supposed to, what the Horgan are supposed to represent. So for some, some debated whether they represent this kind of like far right white nationalist group in a really sinister way um like whether they represent this extreme like white power type of tension contrasted with like the city intellectual which is of the boys yeah and all the people of color all the visitors that are people of color in the movie die are, are horribly killed um and there is like i watched all the deleted scenes one time from this movie and a lot of them had more clear nods to the white supremacist thinking in the community, but he cut them all out because he wanted it to be more subject, like up to the audience to decide um, a little more ambiguous. And I think it works better when there's more mystery because it's just, yeah, it's just a, a creepy vibe unsettling. You don't know their real intentions. You don't know what the like whole purpose of the community is. And it, but it, it, it can't be good. Like, I mean, it's the, what they do to these bodies and to people is, is horrific. And yeah. 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 End of the day, no, we I, can't excuse that. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of debate about whether it's being glorified or not. Um, and most people would say their actions are horrific. Although you do have um, a Japanese professor at Yale university named uh, Yuseki Narita, who. He positively, well, he was talking about the old people being forced off the cliff. um, And he said that this would be a great way to solve the aging crisis in Japan and got in huge trouble for it, but then gained a cult following among some young people in Japan for it. Well, I definitely would love to be put out of my misery at a certain age before I start to decline too much, but I I wouldn't want it to be jumping off a cliff and being smashed. You know, I wish they could just do it in a more (laughs) humane way for these people, but... The ritual, the pageantry, you know, they they love the drama. So, yeah, I don't think that was that was necessarily the worst part. But like killing the people that just wanted to leave just to be sacrifices. That's wrong with a capital W. <laughs> yeah, but the people who stepped up and said, hey, I've lived a good life from now to 72 and I'm good. Let's let's end it on a high note. Hey, yeah, I their mean, choice. look, you're you're coming in a little hot for like the the sacrificers being very like of sound mind and like signing on that dotted line, being really aware of what they're doing. But okay, that- if anyone, if anyone is like getting your thumbs ready to leave like me some whatever my brain. Okay. I'm really doing my best here, but I, you know what I spend my morning doing? This is just get a little empathy on my side. I literally like, so I've been very like open on here talking about grief and everything, but I, I dealt with that three years ago, but I've had this like freaking funeral hanging over my head that didn't get to happen like because of COVID. That has been canceled more times than I can count since. 
Um, and now it's finally on. It's actually happening in a couple weeks. And so I literally spent today, like earlier today at the cemetery, uh, just me planning this whole thing with the funeral director. And like, I never saw myself in this situation. And it's like, you know, it's weird because like, I couldn't really sleep that well last night, like leading up to this, but it's not, it's this whole time. It's not been the, the things that I thought would make me sad don't. And then it's always unexpected things that get me. So like right now I'm in like focused planning mode, but there is a part of my brain that's like, what the fuck is happening? And like the only way that I can like make myself feel a little better is if I imagine myself in some like weird little like Danny fairy tale, like, you know, flower crown. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's even- bleak, but it's so, this is like my, I don't know. It's just very weird how like I saw this movie and then like my life has been very unexpected since then. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. And I'm sorry you're going through that. Um, and I know that you you don't you're not pro-human sacrifice so no I'm just trying to (laughs) no 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 no. but I think it's worth like yeah I'm making a lot of jokes because that's how I deal with like the trauma but like I never thought I would be like I don't even I don't even freaking know how to plan a funeral like I'm not even that good at event planning and so I'm just like trying to work all this out and I'm like watching this movie and being like oh my god like that looks more lit than what I'm planning some sad little sandwich platters you know (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Look, there are horrors in this world, in this cult, and there are horrors in our world. And at the end of the day, Uh, yeah, it's like, which is worse? (laughs) Tough, tough call. Yeah, tough call indeed. No, I know. No, it's so it's so crazy. But like, I don't know. I think that like, okay, so obviously, not like the easiest season of life for me, like, right now. But I think I think that it's been like never better timing that horror movies came into my life during this time because it kind of like it feels cathartic or it almost puts like a humorous spin to it. I agree. I, I think that horror movies have been one of the most healing things for me to deal with my own like depression and like negative outlook and like desire to die and like all that like it just it it's like it hits in a different way it just feels so like validating and cathartic sometimes to just be like enveloped in the horrors (laughs) yeah yeah I know like it it's like yeah I mean it's so weird because like whatever people are going through you don't really get to just bake meat pies in a cult. Like you have to put one foot in front of the other and, you know, go, go to work and pay your bills and like do all these things while like, if you're in, you know, if you have tough things going on, it's a horror show behind the scenes. And so like, what, you know, you want to like, if for me, it's been so like helpful and like healing to like play it out through these stories. Yeah, through the fantasy land, and and yeah. that is that is so part of the fantasy to, for her to enter this other world where it's yeah baking pies and dancing around the maple. It's like she doesn't have to deal with the like crushing day to day logistics and realities of our world. Yeah, like Ariana Grande. Okay, like I, look, I'm not getting this is not an Ariana Grande debate. There's a lot that she's been through, a lot of death that she's been through. 
with Mac Miller with the Manchester bombing. I'm like, I get like, you don't whatever you don't have to be have that happen to be obsessed with this movie. But I'm like, I get why you're like extra obsessed with this movie. Yeah, definitely. Like if someone doesn't relate to this movie, I don't really want to be their friend. (laughs) Well, actually, so I think I said this before on the Patreon, but um, when so when I impose this on the staff I say impose like whatever I encourage them to watch it um everyone 25 and over were cheering away and being like oh my god amazing movie and then the employees that were like 2021 20, were ho- horrified they were like that was the weirdest movie like what I don't even what was that, that was why did you make us watch that was so I don't get it and I'm like good that means I think that to me that means you haven't experienced like enough trauma that seems cathartic or maybe whatever maybe you just don't like the movie but that's how I saw it yeah all the the youngins were freaked out and everyone (laughs) close to their theories was like yes yeah they couldn't see themselves in the movie at all like yeah their experiences or whatever but I I love an exaggerated take on the the real struggles that we deal with in horror it's definitely hits right yeah I would love if I didn't see myself and Danny at all that would probably be a better (laughs) better outcome but if I am like I want to see it you know uh yossified flowerified yes yeah it feels like we get to see her getting an amazing prize like if you choose to see it that way it is a happy ending and I know I come away with it feeling great (laughs) I know and you know what I actually thought is it kind of follows like the Disney storyline mm-hmm. where yeah. like, because there's so many Disney movies where either there's no parents or the parents die right in the beginning, um, like a ton of them. So like, it's like losing her family in the beginning, then becomes queen and gains a new family in the end. Like that, it really is like a Disney playbook. Yeah, I know. And it is kind of like that, fairy world like it almost has like snow white moments in it you know but like twisted Mm -hmm. yeah but snow white is kind of twisted totally it's and snow white is like the first fucking mushroom trip that you ever see in movies like when everything turns spooky in the trees and like you know it 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 is it is kind of i've never thought about that before but she kind of is like a snow white type character she's like the only girl with all these idiot guys yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is like neither here nor there, but I just need to say that the highlight of my 2020 was seeing Ari Aster on a dating app. Like he didn't swipe on me, but it's probably for the best. Dang it. I'm oh, sorry, 2021. I know. <sighs> I know. And I know it wasn't someone impersonating him because it was like a special app. I'm obsessed and I yeah well I just yeah let's just know, keep like, keep trying <laughs> uh you know I thought about it actually and like I was like probably for the best because I would not be going into it I think with good intentions like I would just want to be like getting the you know dirt and be like tell me about your movies <laughs> but he did put his whole name in it and I was like you knew what you were doing well yeah, I mean, he's famous now. You got to reap the rewards. 
Yeah, I don't know. No. And he was filming a movie, like, the they were filming in Montreal. And I was like, hey. Put me in a movie. <laughs> I can be your muse. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't think, yeah. I think we don't need that much neuroticism in one relationship. But I mean, him <laughs> plus me, you know, it's a little, tips it over the edge a little bit. Yeah. Um, in another life, maybe you're... <laughs> Maybe your paths crossed and worked out. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Um, yeah, yeah, you never know. Maybe I'll tell Oliver he's my hall pass. <laughs> no, no, I get think it. I'm good Just on that. Head into the studio, get a sexy photo shoot on, get back on the logs club, and keep swiping. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I know. Yeah, anywho, I know. We should probably wrap this, it up. <laughs> we gotta wrap, I know, I'm like, I'm, I I am hallucinating at this point. Okay, uh, thanks for everyone who's here, who's still here thus far. We love you guys. Thanks for coming on this journey with us. Love you guys, see you later. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.